0: Got a trip. The church that I go to is is the river. I go there to wash everything away.
1: I wish you were there <laughs> drinking rum, crying your little eyes up. I'm 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 <laughs> <laughs> this fly that my Uncle Jimmy and my grandpa perfected, they found it they found the materials to tie it in the back of a Taxi Down in cabin. Andro's, they just tell you bring gotchas, don't bring anything else.
2: When I was out there on the water with people, I was, I can feel the energy of other Definitely. people and I care about it.
1: I think that's one of the most crucial parts of fly fishing that often gets overlooked.
0: You know, we're jet lagged, lack of sleep, we're half drunk. Holding on to your nuts with one hand, you're holding on to the boat with the other hand.
1: Shitting and tall cotton, dude.
0: Man, this is what's going on in the world right now. You know, you're on a boat fishing. Down a beautiful river.
1: Be deliberate with everything that you do with fly
0: fishing. Yeah. Well, what do you do on your days off? I'm like, I'm on this boat. I'm rowing people down the river trying to figure out what's fishing. But I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything.
1: I wouldn't trade it, man. It's
0: awesome. All right. Now we got all the technical difficulties done. Nice job, buddy. Yeah. Now we're picking you up. Sweet. Yeah, I... We were just talking about a show called Silver Kings and Pat brought up a pretty funny story here. Well, interesting.
1: <laughs> I'm working in the shop with uh, with Jake and Ian Walsh's Bo Basso, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners watch Silver Kings, I would think. I would I mean, I watch the shit out of it. It's a cool show, but super nice dude. He was the host of the show for quite a while. And uh, I'm like, are you Bo Basso? He's like, yeah. I'm like what are you doing in Almont, colorado you know he's like man i'm just cooling off august he's like did he
0: go fishing at all or no
1: he did on his own oh okay yeah.
0: he's like i'm not hiring a guy yeah dude. No.
1: <laughs> i sold him some bugs and pointed him where to go on the tailor and um, never saw him again but it was kind of cool Huh? wanted to ask him for an interview but i didn't want to be that guy
0: yeah right so I, yeah i mean silver kings is a pretty cool show i think you can find it on amazon prime and it's most of them on youtube yeah yeah it's on youtube i know the older ones are on prime for sure
1: yeah I like the older ones cuz I am a fan of Rob Fordyce. Yeah,
0: he's a tank, dude. dude. He's like Popeye. He is. Yeah. He's a beast. It's but- it's cool watching those tournaments that they do. Yeah, it's um, so intense. Uh, who's the new guy that they have on their um on the newer seasons? There's this dude who's like who's younger than us uh-huh. that just crushes. Yeah, I mean, I I listen to him when he's telling clients what to do and, and you're like, holy moly, yeah, dude, good. Like, you know exactly what's going on, oh, like, yeah. yep, you got him, okay, let him run, he's going to jump, he's going to, and then oh, yeah, all of a sudden he do. jumps and you're like, holy moly, it's and awesome, like, man. Yeah, the kid grew up there, I just, I'm, I'm spacing his name, I am too, um, I was
1: just watching these episodes,
0: yeah, of I watched one ago. the other day with, yeah. we were just talking before the podcast as well, that's how Silver Kings got brought up, but, right. um, uh, Andy Millhouse was yeah. on there, yeah, yep. and he Andy was, Mill. Andy Mill. yeah, Millhouse podcast, right, right? Yep. yeah, Andy Mill. Handy Um But, yeah, that is – it was pretty wild watching those two work together. You're like, oh, yeah. that's a dream team right there. It that's is. That's pretty easy.
1: No, it, it's cool. Like, it. I, that's what I love about those kind of shows is, like, I love seeing how different guides, like, do their thing, you yeah. know? Like, it's just cool you pick up little things that they do. And-
0: well, and we were talking about this on the last podcast, and this is all kind of wrapping up, like, the last podcast into this podcast. Right. Um, but we were talking about just watching – these videos or of of guides or of just fish porn or whatever and how um just how guides work and kind of taking some knowledge from those guides and building it into your repertoire a little bit you know and, and understanding um how they're fishing their clients, you know, and yeah. it might be completely different from how you do it, or you might just learn something from them and go, Oh, wow. I never knew that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try that next time. Totally. I watched a good one the other day. Um, it was, I think it's called casting in Cuba. Um, okay, I and that. I think Sims put it on, but, um, it, it was really, really cool where this, this guy just older gentleman, kind of just, you know, in a very impoverished area in Cuba, like, Started a fly fishing school and wow. just takes in like inner city kids and teaches them how to cast and how to fish. And he'll take them out on his panga and go pull them around. And um, it was cool to watch him teach people to cast because yeah. he had a very interesting style of doing it. And he only used the tip section of the rod. Cool. And he'd run line through it and he'd, you know, like help them feel the tip of the rod. Yeah. And he'd like someone was holding the reel and they'd just be in the middle of the street. Just like dirt road, just casting, huh. and it was amazing. Like you could watch a kid who'd never picked up a fly rod, and like he'd work their arm once with just the tip of the rod, and then poof, they got it. Like it was like that's whoa, awesome. that's a cool trick. Yeah, and we awesome. talked about that with the little, um, the practice rod, the yeah. practice yeah. caster yeah, is what you call it. Yeah, just same content. thing. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. cool. I was like, holy, holy moly, yeah. dude! Like this is what we were just talking yeah. about, and here it is. So funny. Um, I guess on the subject of just fly fishing videos, I was just tying and watching videos and kind of had a little bit of a gripe on some of the videos oh, you okay. find. Yep. Um, just because a lot of videos are like, you know, it's like, how much money do I have? Where can I go? You know, like either yep. Seychelles or Cosmolito, which are great, cool videos to watch. You know, those are awesome videos. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's usually like a bunch of womp music is what I call it, you yep. know, like Techno, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, like, and I was just like, I, I couldn't find anything else. You know, yeah. it was just like these destination trips. Yeah. Like, and then it was just a bunch of GTEs, and which is, right. like I said, it, which is it, awesome. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. You know, but I just had like a little gripe. I was like, man, where, like, where's, like, the sweet like hopper eats yeah. or the dry fly eats or totally. like with some rage against machine in the background, yeah, you know, yeah, just exactly. or, like Somebody some heavy to. metal yeah. and like guys yeah. not talking about how cool they are and how yep. great this place is. It's just totally. like, bah! you know, and they're just <laughs> fishing, you know, yeah. like oh, they're totally just getting agree. it done. Yeah. And no, I was just like kind of a little bummed out. I was like, yeah. I can't find except for like geo bass. Right. But still like those guys get to go wherever they want for totally. the most part, but at least they like, soak it in and they're, they're I not agree. sitting there talking like, Oh yeah, we just started this new program. And we we you know, I got for 10 months out of the year and like, which is great. Not right. saying that's bad. Right. You know, but yeah. I think, I think the film industry needs to mix some things up a little bit. I
1: agree, dude. I think, um, Geo Bass, I totally agree with. Um, and then the other ones that are are kind of doing that is, um, uh, meat Eater, yeah, because they like, you know, like DOS boat. Das Boat is, uh, you know, all about... I haven't,
0: I haven't watched any oh, of watched Boat. Oh, you no. have Oh, you should watch
1: Das Boat. Yeah. I don't know if there's... I think there's two seasons out. Um, but what's cool is that um, that's the premise of Das Boat is exactly what you're talking about. They looked at the industry, the fly fishing film and, you know, media industry, films, shows, and all that. And they're like, okay, like 90% of it is these destinations that are awesome, but like... Everyday people here in the US can't relate to that. Yeah. You know? So the premise of DOS boat is like we're gonna fish like real public water here in the US, you know? And it's not gonna be about catching the biggest fish, the most fish. It's but- about the, the culture of fishing and like Whole for thing. sure. You know, the camaraderie. Are they
0: fly fishing the whole time or, or um, are they doing a lot of different stuff? I think
1: I think it's, they're doing a little of everything. That's what I
0: thought. Yeah. Um I mean, but meat eater's been like that since the beginning. It seems yeah. like like they're always hunting public land for the oh, most yeah. part, yep. you know, and like they're always claiming, you know, like this is how you do it. You know, we're gonna show you and it, i i love Meat Eater. I mean, I've talked about it on this podcast before. I listen to Meat Eater every week. Like yeah. I'm just like, Yeah, I can't wait. You it's know, good like, stuff. It is. Yeah. Um but yeah, I haven't watched boat yet. I should probably Probably check that out.
1: It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. But it, it's totally what you're talking about. It's just like, I love watching some good old fish porn where people are going to the ends of the yeah. earth, and it's like... Well, and you know, I had, but, like,
0: I, I got on this train of just like, all right, the next video that pops up, I'm just going to let it keep rolling and see what happens. Yeah, you know, like, from the video go. I picked, let's just see where it goes. Yeah. And um, I got into, like, you know, those heartfelt, like oh, I've got my van, and we got in our van, yeah. we traveled across the country for this once-in-a-lifetime trip, and it's like, that's all good and all, yeah. you know? Like, And they're like, oh, it's just great to be out in nature and seeing the stars and, yeah. you know, like bringing us back to where we're supposed to be. Again, the message is great. I get it. <laughs> yeah. I understand completely. I'm not against that. Yeah. But, you know, like it seems like all the films we've been seeing lately are a lot of that.
1: Yeah. You can you know? only take – you can only withstand so much – footage of people driving to the river oh for sure <laughs> like, yeah how many more it's like half, half the movie yeah.
0: is you just driving yeah. and being like oh it's just so great to spend time with each other yeah. and it's part of the journey is you know that is driving in the car together and this whole and i'm like i don't i don't care i'm like Dude, i just want to drive get, enough i want to get to the money shot already you know i drive plenty i want to fast forward and get to the money shot yeah already, you know? I, I like, I I like, shot. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. bam here we go yeah you know like and yeah. i it again I'm not against all these, you know, all the films that have the messages. I understand completely because oh, yeah. there's a ton of great ones out there, for sure. But you know, me just sitting there being like, I, I want something new. I want to yeah. see something new happen. Totally, because i was just over it. You know, my I wanna, my favorite I see ones, metal, bad, bad, yeah, dude. Blah, like you know, my, like,
1: my favorite ones in like fly fishing film tour and and all of those is like all the funny ones. You know, for sure, like especially, you know, trout stuff just cuz I can relate to that the yeah. most. But I like the ones that are just kind of like goofy, yeah funny, and it's like, yeah, you know, I like that. Oh, definitely. Just make it fun. Yeah. That's yeah. what it should be. Make it fun and show me some sweet fishing.
0: Um if you hear some rustling around, we got two lab puppies running around going bananas right now. So, there's a little background noise. Uh been trying to calm them down, but it's not working yet. <laughs> so, there's going to be a little bit of background noise um maybe here in a minute we'll try and calm them down again take it short intermission
1: but, just dog being dogs
0: um so i guess we didn't i mean last podcast we did patrick blackdale was on here uh same with ryan mcveigh ryan couldn't make it tonight had some family sickness just kids getting sick and so uh we understand you know i mean podcast comes first or it should but no yeah come on <laughs> family comes ryan. first um so it's just patrick and i tonight um and yeah, we're going to kind of wrap up a, what we we're heading into with the last podcast. It, I feel like it worked out just swimmingly how we just kept kind of going through it. And it was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. We're leading up to where, where we want to be. Yeah. Um, but there are some things that I want to cover first. Sweet. Um, and we've talked a little bit about this. But first, what I have written down right now is just there's an upcoming Gunnison Angling Society meeting. Yep. um march 8th yes okay yep and that is a what day is that that's a tuesday tuesday yep um do you want to tell everyone just for gunnison listeners or if you're in the area yeah um yeah, it's, What what's going on there
1: yep uh it's gonna be our monthly chapter meeting um we're gonna have cam chaffey come he's a part-time guide for us he guides uh most of the summer in new england and uh and then he does uh spring and fall here uh or fall mainly uh but super fishy dude he was on like youth uh fly fishing team usa it's been a lot of the world fishing and stuff um really good dude so he's gonna give a little presentation he's on adaptive fly fishing um i don't even know what that means yet but yeah. i'm excited for it so um looking forward to that we'll have some pizza some adult beverages and uh have a good time so probably cover a little bit of chapter business too. talk about uh, where's that gonna be gunnison river fly shop Sweet. right and gunny so six thirty on March eighth. Sweet, yeah, should be a good time.
0: Um, yeah, I, I, that's one I might try and hit yeah, just to see, sure. you know, what what's going on, what he's got to say for yeah, sure. I think it'll be a good time. Um, and then just, I guess, we'll make it kind of a trend into these podcasts of talking about just a little bit about the forecast coming up. Yeah, like that. Um, since our our last podcast, pretty much, you know. Right afterwards, we got a bunch of snow. Yeah, or was it? Yeah, it was right afterwards. We got a bunch of snow. Yep, yeah. um, which is great. Yeah, um, but it only bumped us up. We're at a hundred five percent right now, so we're just barely above where we need to be. Yeah, um, as far as Gunnison goes, um, yeah. and then kind of around the state, you know, the Colorado headwaters is up there too. It's at ninety eight percent. Upper Rio is at eighty four percent. Um, San Miguel, Dolores, San Juan, animus, 97% Yampa white, 85%. Yeah. Um, I didn't write down the plat, the South Platte. I just forgot. I think it's
1: around uh. hundred as well.
0: Yeah. And you know, that could change, totally. you know, like the next month or two, this could be completely different. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of snow in March yep. and April. Um, sometimes even we will get a foot in May. It just oh, depends yeah. on how things go. Um, but as far as that goes, you know, we could be looking at another kind of average year. Yep. Um, just looking at it now from the numbers now, um, looking at an average year. I know Patrick has written a um, couple blogs on that. And I've, I have one posted on my website um, about just average year, great fishing. Um, you know, not necessarily low water, but, you know, that could come August, yeah. some low water. Yep. Um, but usually that beginning of the year, that early June, um, is is stellar oh, yeah. coming into July as well, yep. um, and then usually towards the end of July it gets a little hot. You know and we got to be careful, but just that's just kind of a wrap up for what's going on now. Yep. Um, again, that could completely change. Totally. Um, so you know if you're if you're kind of planning on trips in Colorado or around Colorado, that's a good way to look at it. You know this is just the snowpack we got now. If we get you know, if we're sitting at two hundred, three hundred percent, then yeah, that's gonna be a big year. Yeah. Um, you know, even one fifty's doing okay, we're better than a hundred, you oh, yeah. know. Um, so it all just depends on the next two months, really, uh what's gonna happen. So yeah.
1: Um it's I mean, hard telling. yeah, I think we're sitting in a decent spot. We've definitely seen it a lot lower than this. So For sure. It could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling we're okay definitely about it.
0: Have. Um and then This is something that I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, I think it was maybe first couple episodes um, back in 2018. um, There was a case on the Arkansas River with Roger Hill. Um, And back then, we didn't know a whole lot. We didn't really understand what was kind of going on. Um, And this case has been revamped and come back into the court system, which is great. Um, so basically, this this is gonna this is gonna mean something for everyone in Colorado who is an outdoorsman, who is a fisherman, who um, likes to access the rivers. This is gonna mean so much. Oh, yeah. um, so I'll just kind of go into what this case is, um, based on what we have now. You know, back in 2018, it was it. You know, the case went into the court system and it was kind of pushed out of the court system. Um, what was going on is that Roger Hill, who is a Colorado native or Colorado resident, I'm not sure if he's native, um, Colorado <laughs> resident um, was being harassed on a section of the Arkansas River in between Texas Creek and Cotopaxi, um, harassed by a landowner. Um, Roger Hill's case was that he had entered through public land and he is allowed to access the river and walk the river, um, meaning kind of from his state point of view was high watermark for the most part right um and by harassed i mean getting thrown rocks rocks getting thrown at him um a buddy of his was actually shot at by the landowner and the landowner spent 30 days in jail for that yeah um which is crazy that this is going on on the rivers in colorado oh yeah it's insane it's Um, happened here yeah, it's happened here. I've had rocks thrown at me. Um, yeah. Other boats I know of have had rocks thrown at me, or not at me, at them. Yeah. Um, I throw rocks at people, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's just, it blows me away that this is this is happening. Yeah, um, and so as as we get into this case, it's back in the court system, and what they're fighting for now is what they call navigability for title. Navigability for title basically means it's high water mark, right? But nav nav—that's ah, a tough word. That is navigability by title. I call it navigability by law, right? Um, but it basically means that this section of river is knee deeper, or deeper throughout the entire season, and was once used for commerce when Colorado came into statehood in 1876. Yep. Um, by commerce, I mean logging shipping pelts down the river, you know, on, on small rafts or log rafts or whatever. Um, that is what we mean by commerce. So going into this case, if Roger Hill and his attorneys can prove that the Arkansas River is indeed navigable by title, then the Arkansas River is technically high watermark. Yeah. You're allowed to access the river through public property and walk the entire river, yeah, all the way up as far as you can go, or as far down as you can go without yep. getting interrupted by landowners. Yep. Um, and what's what's interesting about this case um, is that Colorado is not on his side.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy because you know Colorado is. I mean, if you compare Colorado to like Montana, right? Yeah, and you know you look at Montana's access laws, you know, I mean, you can, you can enter through public access and wade wherever you want, you know, for the most part, you know, most of the rivers up there, you can, you can drop anchor wherever you want, you know, um, it's, it's amazing that this day and age, a state that's not that different geographically or, you know, uh, historically, as far as when we became a state and everything could have that different of stream access laws, you know? And so... Yeah, it's it's kind of baffling that our governments now in Colorado don't see eye to eye with this guy. Especially because a lot of our politicians in Colorado are pretty liberal when, yep. when it comes to things like and this. public land.
0: Yeah, you know a lot of people in Colorado want public land totally. as far as officials go.
1: It's recreation. I mean, this that's is a big huge, selling point, huge to part of our economy. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's kind of interesting, and it makes you wonder. Whose pockets are getting padded by landowners and this and that? But so
0: there is some breaking news that okay. might help this case that I just found out tonight. Um, New Mexico just passed in court that their rivers are indeed navigable for title.
1: I heard about that. I saw a post from uh, Taos flash out. Yep, Ben Street.
0: So they went in and said, "Nope, like this is this is the public's river." That's and awesome. So, and so, and New Mexico was a tough one to get. Right. And I, I remember reading about this, and it's like, New Mexico's even tougher laws than Colorado. Huh. And so, if New Mexico's doing it,
1: there Colorado
0: should follow suit. We'd be the only one around here that doesn't have this law. Yeah. Um, so, I, I want to go into just a little bit about more about kind of what our government is doing yeah. as far as this. Um, I'm not... I have... I'm not an expert on government, yeah. Me but either. these are these are some things that are happening right now. Um, our Colorado Attorney General, Phil Weiser, has moved aggressively against Hill, saying that Hill doesn't even have a right to be in court at all. Right. He believes that, or he's taken the side of private landowners mm-hmm. and claims that there are no navigable rivers in Colorado to even begin with.
1: Which is... Insane. That's our
0: Colorado Attorney General. Yeah. And the last Attorney General, back when this first started in 2018, took the same exact side. Huh. The side of the landowners. Said, nope, like the public should not have access to this. Right. And it it blows my mind that the government has control over this and not the people who use the rivers for the most part. Not saying that the, you know, maybe the Attorney General has some has some land on a river and he goes, Oh no. Yeah. I want to be able to (laughs) fish. Yeah, exactly. Like someone's going to come walking up on me. I have no idea. He might. Um, he's also said that this would destabilize property rights throughout the state and jeopardize partnerships. Didn't go into what partnerships. Right. But it's very concerning to me that our state officials are not on our side totally as far as public landowners
1: i agree and it just i mean it just goes to show you like money talks you know that's that's what it comes down to you know because they're thinking about landowners they're thinking about real estate prices they're thinking about you know all these you know all, all these people that you know can benefit off of private lands and private private access you know i mean even our industry obviously you know i mean like i'm i'm one of these people you oh know, i I'd,
0: want it i want it to happen totally but,
1: you know i mean but it, it's just yeah it, it's, it's funny like yeah there's it definitely i think comes down to money and i think a lot of these politicians probably have an interest in keeping the things the way they are um so there's a great
0: podcast from backcountry hunters and anglers um did you listen to it today and get well, some info i on listened it? to about half of it yeah um it's a great podcast it's it was posted on February fifteenth, um, and it's with Mark Squilis. Squillas, I am not sure if I am saying his name right, but that is Roger Hill's attorney. Yeah, um, and it literally covers the whole case, and they talk about the entire case and how this can be pushed forward or how it can be blocked or stopped. And it's scary that it can be stopped. And he was kind of discussing some of the reasons how it could. You know, if if the landowners start gaining momentum, then this could this could be tough. Right. Um, but as far as right now, you know, I don't think a lot of landowners are listening to, you know, the BHA podcast and blast or this podcast or any of the others. I, they mentioned it on Meteor multiple times. Oh, they? Yeah. They mentioned Sweet. it on Meteor multiple times about this exact situation and Cal's week in review as well. Cool. Um, he mentions it. And so it's, it's great that it's getting out there yep. and I don't know if there's any, and, They do talk a little bit about it on the podcast, but um, I don't know if there's anything we can do right now. Um, And I don't think they really want anyone getting involved just yet, right? Except you know, of course, BHA being there. You know, as public landowners, um, keep public lands public hands. You know, yeah. Um, But as far as us, you know, I, I don't know if we get to. We just have to sit back, or if we have to write letters. I have no idea.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't know either. As far as the specifics there, but I think like in my mind, like the biggest thing we can do is what we're doing right now is just spread awareness because, you know, when it comes down to it, like if you look at the numbers, I don't know how you would find these metrics, but like how many people own, you know, stream side properties in Colorado versus how many people use public lands to go fishing in Colorado. I mean, obviously there's way more people who go fishing on public waters So I think the real, you know, like, ammo that we have on our side is the public sentiment. Yeah. I mean, it was the same thing with right to float, you know. We had a good case there here in Colorado, here on the Taylor in our backyard, because people understood that public access is important. And I think people in Colorado are on board with that. Definitely. yeah, I understand. At least the that, residents are. Yeah, the residents are, and I think a lot of the non residents are too. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I by saying that I
0: mean like, you know, at least the people who are living here, not like the state officials or whoever that are arguing against this, right? Totally. Now, totally. Uh, is what I mean by that.
1: Yeah. But I mean how many of your clients that you have on your boat each summer? would be on board with this if you said oh yeah they're like wait hey.
0: we can't anchor here exactly like yeah. what do you mean we can't anchor are you saying that the landowner owns the river you hear it all apparently, the time apparently they do yeah according to what colorado is doing right now yeah exactly not, not any other state is doing this no no it's crazy
1: is Utah? I mean, what's Utah's I, I deal? I think
0: they're I think they're moving towards that high water mark okay. if they haven't already. Okay, I'm not positive. I haven't looked it up. We'll I don't want to spread misinformation. Yeah, but um, I I believe they're moving towards high water mark. Yeah,
1: I always just use Montana as the example because I I go up there about every other year um, with some guys from my shop and we fish and stuff and it's just so awesome to not have to worry about that. Oh yeah, you it's, can anchor wherever you want. It's you can get on the bank. It's you can great. Walk the bank. Yeah.
0: You can, it's, it's excellent.
1: It's amazing.
0: Yeah. You don't have to worry about anything. And as
1: long as you're just like, just generally respectful and not a piece of crap. Well, I
0: mean, uh, this, this is a very heated subject for me. I know, and I'm sure a lot of other guides in the Valley or in Colorado, um, that this would, this would change the game a lot and it, it could, especially up here, it could spread out more people could spread out boaters, it could spread out fishermen, it could spread out where we're not beating this place to death or loving it to death, as yep. I like to say at times, we're loving it to death. Yep. Um, and it could spread out a lot of the fishing, and it could create better fisheries. Now, that's just me, you know, trying to think about it from an optimistic view no, of I, not just, like, being selfish, like, I, oh, I can't wait till I can stop on this hole, you know, but it's... It's one of those things I think about where it's like, well, there's a lot of traffic. There's going to continue to be more traffic. It's never going to get better from here on out Yep. unless we do something about it. And oh, this yeah. could help. This is one thing that could help.
1: I think it, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think this in conjunction with a little bit more updated regulations from CPW could help a lot. You know, I think, I mean, look, I know a lot of people who work at CPW, uh, Ryan McVeigh.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, He'd be all for it. He'd yeah, be like, yeah, you're telling me I could go walk up here and fish this? I'm exactly. Like, yep, you know? Sure can. Um,
1: I know a lot of good people at CPW and I know they do a great job with a lot of things they do, but I do think that some of our regulations in Colorado are behind the curve when it comes to being proactive to pr- protect our fisheries and, you know, our hunting and everything like that. You know, we need to be really looking to the future. I mean, if you look at the projections just on the population of people who are moving to Colorado, what the projection is of, of people uh living here residents by like twenty fifty I mean I can't even remember the number but it's like mine I'm sure it's insane yeah and are all- already we have all these environmental issues so we we really need to get ahead of the curve and be thinking about this, stuff. but that's another subject
0: yeah um so i I urge everyone to listen to that podcast um it's called BHA Podcasts and Blast with Hal Herring, um,
1: and Hal Herring, his his voice,
0: my dad loves it. Dude, he is awesome. He he is. You know, at times I'm like, oh my God, this is tough to listen he's to. He's a cause good old boy. He really is a good old boy. But I mean, he has a wealth of knowledge. He does. He's and I passionate. mean, that's the reason why they chose him for this podcast. Totally. Yeah. They're like, look, you can cover every subject. Yeah. Um, he's one is, of those guys, guys that like,
1: you hear, when you first hear him talk, you're like, uh-oh, this is a bubba. Like, yeah, exactly. But he's, but he's very well educated. Oh, yeah. He knows what, he knows I, what he's I, talking
0: about. I, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say, I I think he was a writer for a long time or something. Um, I I have no idea. Maybe I'm just pulling stuff out my ass. I have no idea. Let's go with that. Yeah. I believe he wrote.
1: He was a great writer. Yeah. (laughs) He
0: was excellent.
1: Yeah. Shout out.
0: All right. So now that we got those covered, um, we're going to kind of jump into what we were talking about last time. Yeah. But wrap it up and continue into this podcast. Um, we talked a lot about just kind of getting your, your head right and getting your mind right to get back into fishing and how you can do that during the off season. Um, and so getting your mind right and getting, getting physical and and being in shape is, is something that not just necessarily physical shape, but you know, mental shape and, and jumping into the fly fishing world. Um, and so, this is, this is Patrick's idea. He gave me this idea, mine? yeah, and I ran with it. I, I tried to run with it as best as I could. Um, so, you know, if, if you're trying to get into something that you, you don't know a whole lot about, um, and this is, this is the best example, I, I believe Patrick gave me this example as well, but um, if you want to get in shape, let's say, as far as you want to get physical physically fit, Or let's say you want to go do yoga or you want to learn to cook, you know, something like that. Um, there's a lot of ways to go about that, you know, and a lot of people do it completely differently. Right. Um, you know, you can go and buy a bunch of weights and dumbbells and a bench press machine or whatever, and buy all these things that everyone tells you to buy or you can go get brand new chef knives or you can a yoga mat, whatever, you know, and a bunch of yoga DVDs or watch it on YouTube. Um, but it can only go so far, yep. right? Um, at, at a certain point, you you're not going to be able to go any further. Yeah. Either either you peaked, or you don't know how to go further. Yeah, you know, and that that could be part of peaking. But or you're just you're, you don't have the knowledge to to get into it. Yeah. Um, or. It can go the other way around where you buy all this stuff and you maybe use it once and, you know, you grab your dumbbells. and You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pick up the 35-pound dumbbells and start <laughs> working out. I know what I'm doing. Watch a couple videos. and You do it once or twice and you're like, man, I don't want to do that anymore. That's stupid. You it's know? too like, hard. Yeah, it's too hard. Yep. I can't do that. Too hard. Um, so there, there's two different spectrums there. There's some dogs barking.
1: What's up, dogs? There
0: we go shut them up a little bit. Yeah. Um, the old zap
1: zap, zap, the one that, that needs it. I mean, we do live, uh, you live, I should say we're, you know, we're, we're here doing the show in the pretty much in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of wildlife out there. Yeah. Um, so,
0: so the dogs kind of go bananas every now and then if they smell or hear something, but, um, all right. So again, you, you buy all the stuff, right? You don't know what you're doing. Yep. Um, and this, this happens a lot, totally. you know, with any hobby I've gotten into things. I'm like, oh, this is going to be sweet. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to start doing this. And then a week later, you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. Dude. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. I'm out. I'm you the know, biggest like, culprit of that. I, I know a ton of people like that, whether yep. it's brewing beer or whatever, they're like, buy all this stuff. And they're like, man, I'm going to make the sweetest brew. It's going to yeah. be so good. And yeah. like... Four months later, you know, they get it all done. And you're like, this is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you should never do this again. And they're like, maybe you should go back to the drawing board. And they're yep. like, oh, I'm done with that. You yep. could brewing, then they're done. Yep. You know? Um, so this that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, so if, if you think about fly fishing as this path, as something you pick up, right? That yep. you don't, maybe maybe you do know a lot or maybe you don't know a lot, Um Let's start with, like, you don't know a lot, right? Right. Yeah, Um, you're just getting into it. Yeah, you're just getting into it. Um, I would suggest not being that person that goes out and buys all the stuff. Totally. Um, We see those all the time, though. You know, we in in the guide world especially, you see it, you know, um, where people will show up for a trip and they got all the gear, they got the best rods, they got everything, and you're like, oh, yes, this is going to be a good day. You know, like, this guy's got it. And then, you know, they – can barely cast out of the boat. Yep. And you're like, all right, let's take a step back here. Oh yeah, and let's try and figure out where we, how we got to this point. Yep. You know, like what got you into this? You yep. know, and let's let's take a step back. So, again, people will dive headfirst into it. But if I'm going to go back to the fitness kind of yeah, metaphor, there, it's a great metaphor. Um, if if you want to start getting in shape you know, building gains, getting swole, yeah. you know, like yeah. you, you can do it at home. There's ways, but oh, yeah. you know, you got to watch someone do it. You got to watch a video on how to lift the weights properly. So you don't hurt yourself or whatever. Um, or you go to local gym, you might go a couple times and you're like, man, I don't know what I'm doing out here. I look like an idiot. Yeah. You know, like I'm, People are posting videos on Instagram of me saying I'm the dummy at the gym, you know? I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. You've seen those videos. Oh, they're great. I just watched one today. You've seen those videos. I was
1: working so hard today. Yeah, I just watched a video today. This dude's like, he's doing curls and he like drops down the dumbbells. The dumbbell like flips and he accidentally steps on it. And when oh, he steps no. on it, he falls over. And he falls into the like bike machine next to him. It all happens in a split second. It's so funny. You don't want to be that guy, no. but like, if you don't know what you're doing, it's going to happen. So
0: you can quit. Yeah. Right? You can quit. You can quit and be done and be over with and be like, I don't need to get in shape. I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable with who I am now. Yeah. So or it's
1: what else? You get a mentor, you get a guide
0: or an instructor, yeah. you know, as far yeah. as the fitness goes, exactly. you know, you get yeah. an instructor. Exactly. That's going to teach you, Hey, this is a proper way to lift weights. This is going to work this muscle. This is going to work that muscle, whatever, and walk you through it. Right. Yep. yep. So. It's it's the same concept with guiding. I'm sure people are kind of getting the connection here. Exactly. Um, it's the same concept with, with hiring a guide. Yep. This personal trainer that you get to build gains, whatever, doesn't have to be there your entire life. Doesn't have to be there, you know, for four months, five months, whatever. A person needs to just kind of get you on the right path. Yep. And then you can choose when to go back if you need help moving along, right? Exactly. It's the same with a guide. Yep. You know, we all hit this roadblock where we go, we can't go any further. Yep. Um, or people just give up, like we've talked about. People yeah. give up a lot yep. and go, man, this is really tough. I don't know how to do this. Yep. Um, and they don't, it never crosses their mind or maybe it's too expensive or whatever. They go, I, I don't want to do that. You know, that doesn't, or a lot of people I would say are nervous or embarrassed. Totally.
1: Yeah. I think
0: that's a big one. I see that's a lot huge. of people on the boat who are really embarrassed to, you know, show me their cast or totally. like, or, and so they're nervous. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're nervous, then you start fishing bad. Totally. Or, I get it, man. You know, it's, I mean,
1: it's tough. Look, I mean, technology is good because you can relate that to, to guiding in a fly shop. Right. So like, like for me, you know, scrawny dude, like, you know, and I work out and stuff at home, but like the last time I was at a gym, I was in Illinois, um, with Taylor, my fiance we were visiting my family and we went to the gym one day with my grandmother, bless her heart. She was still working (laughs) out at like in her seventies and stuff. Good for her. Dude. Awesome. But we go in there and, um, I am just like, dude, like, I don't know how to use any of the machines. I don't know how to like work out properly, you know? So I'm just like, doing what I would do at home, just, like, doing some push-ups and, like, some crunches and stuff. And my fiance, Taylor, she's a badass, so she's, like, using the machines and, like, making me feel all insecure and stuff. And But, you know, it was intimidating because yeah. there's all these people in there. And that, that's a great and women. word, intimidating. Yeah, it's yeah. intimidating, man. There's all these people in there who know how to use everything. It's their home gym or whatever. I'm out of my element. It's the same thing with fly fishing, dude. You walk it's into exactly a fly shop and you don't know – there's all this gear in there. You don't know what any of it is. But you want to act
0: like, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm it's, like...
1: it's very intimidating. You yeah. don't want to ask for help and feel dumb. Yeah. God, I mean, you know, and, I, you know, we've all been there, you know, but it's just, it's tough, man. Like, how do you break into that? You know? So I think it's important to say, like, there's no shame in just like being, you know, taking a little bit of uh, a step back and saying, I need help. Like, yeah. look, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help.
0: There's there's no shame at all. No shame. And once you can get past that roadblock, then you can start progressing and doing better at exactly. what you're trying to do. Yep. Um, and I mean, we've we've all seen it. I, I'll mention it again, but you know, even even the people who are who are not necessarily ashamed of it, but they just don't know what they're doing. You totally. know, and they'll go and you know they'll get a fly rod from Walmart and a vest and you know like not saying. Walmart doesn't have good fly rods. They can. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen people fishing pretty well. Um, hey, it's the, it's the Indian, not the arrow. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and they show up and they got, any of these flies going to work? And they got six bugs in their box. And you're like, hey, man, like, again, let's take a step back. You yeah. know, like, this is going to blow your mind, what totally. we're about to get into. Yeah. Um, so the best thing, I would say, like, even just, just starting out, you know, if you've never done it before, it's something you want to get into and you're not sure, um, one of the best things you can do is suck up that pride, walk in a fly shop, um, and talk to people in the fly shop Yeah. and whether or not they're going to be, you know, on top of it and, you know, saying get kind of get you in there and going, Hey, look, this is a giant field of things that we're, that's going to happen. And this is going to blow your mind and you are going to be super overwhelmed, but here's a great way to go about it. You can hire a guide. And this isn't like I'm not trying to promote like, hey, you should hire us. No, but I'm saying like this is this is a great way to get into the sport. Yeah, is 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 to hire a guide because yeah. literally you don't need anything. Right, for the most part. Yeah, you know, saltwater guys might be different, but yeah, you know, you show up here with one of us. We're gonna have rods. We're gonna have reels. We're gonna have line. We're gonna have flies. We're gonna have everything you need for that day.
1: Yeah, you don't need to spend a million bucks on no. all this gear. No, you, you can know? spend one day.
0: Yep. You know, spend your. 400 to 600 dollars depending on what it's you know the rate the going rate at that place and you're gonna learn every a lot of things about the sport and that's all you got to spend and then you can go and i know that's a lot of money i mean that's a lot of money for me it is
1: i mean that's that's a barrier right like for some people for sure you know um and so it's not feasible for everybody so i think i like what you said about the just the fly shop thing too you know like Support a local fly shop. If you can't afford a guide, just go into the shop. Like a lot of these people who work in the shops, I'm one of them, you know, um, all the guys that, you know, I work with in the shop and gals that I work with are awesome. Like we are there for you. That's what we do. Yeah. Like we would rather help you out and get you going and explain stuff to you than just sit around and twiddle our thumbs. Like that's what we do. Like we want to help people out, go learn about fly fishing, you know? So, it's totally cool. And if, if you go into a shop and they're not helpful to you and they treat you like crap, that's not a good place to go. Go to a different exactly. shop. Exactly.
0: Don't let that be the make or break, or you're yeah. like, I'm not getting into it.
1: Because that can be anywhere. Yes. It's, you know, whether it's a fly shop or a gym or yeah. an electronics store, it doesn't matter. There's yeah. going to be jerks in any, any industry. Oh, yeah. But there's gems out there, and just find, find your shop that you like. You yeah. know, go in there and make a relationship with them and just let, utilize your shop, you know? And I'm, I'm going to go back
0: because I, I don't want, like, again, I don't want to, like, make it a point, like, hey, hire us, you know, hire a guide. It, totally. it, this could be a casting instructor. Exactly. This could be a professional tire. You know, you go watch a tying night. Exactly. Or something that, you know, you're at a point where you can't go any further. Right. And, you know, we kind of brought a little bit of up in the last podcast, you know, getting a mentor, you know, trying to, you know, learn more from that person. And that's, that's literally what a guide is for the most part. Totally. It's a, it's a paid mentor, you know, but as we both know, you know, some of those clients that we take who we've never met before turn into great friendships and you know, like you spend a lot of time with those people throughout the year. Yep. Um, and so it is a mentor to an yeah. extent, you know, you get to know their family or whatever, and you guys go out to dinner every time they're in town and yep. it's still like, Hey, yeah, we're going to go fishing, you know, and I'm going to teach you how to fish. Yep. Um, but that's just a different barrier that's been broken down. Um, but I mean, we are again, casting instructors or professional tires or people who do tying clinics or casting clinics. We are personal trainers exactly for fly fishing. Yeah. That's what we do. That's li- what we live and breathe. Yep, is trying to get people into the sport and teach them how to do it better. Exactly. Um, one of one of the coolest things, um, again, going back to the last podcast, talking about um, who I worked for down in Texas is Action Angler. He does a intro to fly fishing class. Yep, um, and I, I think more people should do this. And I think it's about a hundred bucks person, and it's two and a half hours, I believe. And you walk around the shop, you talk about the rigs, you talk about what a fly rod is, the line, what does a reel do, you know, all these things you, and then he's got diagrams set up, you know, Hey, this is your indicator. This is where your leader goes. This is your tippet. This is a weight, you know, and pretty much lays it out flat yep. and people, and then we walk around the fly shop. Hey, these are flies. There's hundreds of thousands of them. Oh yeah. You know, like Some might work, some might not. Yeah. It just depends on the day or whatever. Right. You know, but we have to have them all. Yeah. You know, we don't know what we're gonna need, but it and then we go do like a little casting instruction. Like, hey, this is this is how we cast, we're gonna work on our form, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of that two and a half hours, the look on people's faces are like, Holy moly. (laughs) You know, like I did not know what I was getting into. It's a lot. But it puts it in perspective for it those does. people. Yeah. Instead of someone just going out and spending a lot of money and buying all the gear and going out and whipping a fly around I give up, I'm done. Yeah. You know, like th- that's a great way to get into it. It's just intro to fly fishing. And there, I mean, there's tons of stuff on online too, but you know, again, I, I, stress support local, you know, if there's local areas that or local shops or anyone, you can do that in your area. That's great. Support local. That's what they're there for. You know, they're there for the community there to help. Yeah. Um, but th- that's a, that's a big, it's a big issue getting people to hire a guide. Yeah. And you can watch people spray like, Hey, I, I think this would help, you know? And you tell people you're a fishing guide and they're like, oh, I got this problem. Can you help me out? You know, can you teach? And I'm like, man, time is money, dude. You know, hire a guide and we'll help you out. You know, and we can walk through all the things. I can break down your casts. I can break down your drift and go, nope, nope, nope. Or yes, 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 whatever. We can work on your form. You know, if you're having trouble casting or getting distance with your cast or getting a good drift, that's what a guide is there for.
1: Totally. Yep. Well, and the, the other thing too is like, you see this a lot like people who they have some experience fly fishing um and they've just gotten comfortable with where they're at yeah like they've mastered their I'm basic good. skills yeah. yeah you know maybe they've learned how to nymph and they know how to mend a certain way and they catch you know they catch a handful of fish here and there and they've kind of like i don't want to say peaked but they're just comfortable yeah you know and that's the other value of the guide too is like you know, when you go with a guide, they're going to realize ways that you can grow that you didn't even think about. Yeah, you know, didn't even know it was possible. You didn't even know about it. Yeah, or know? technique that exactly. can help you catch more fish. Exactly, you know. So it's it's not just about going to catch fish, you know. It's about, hey, you know, hey, I noticed you have a really good mend, upstream mend. But, you know, in this situation, you're going to want a downstream mend. Yeah. You're like, pfft, What?
0: Or we need a small upstream and then a small downstream. Yeah, exactly. hey, we need to strip that slack in. Exactly. Like, great mend. Now let's pull that slack in. Totally. All those little things,
1: you know, that, like, they've, they've learned on YouTube or they've learned themselves or they've learned from a previous guide, you know, when they were, you know, more beginner. Yep. But now they're just, they've kind of mastered those and they feel like they're good. But it's like the guide is really a good way, just same as a fitness instructor, to push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. You for know? sure. And that's how you grow as yeah. an angler, you know, and
0: as person or whatever. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You um, have
1: to get pushed out of your comfort zone a little bit to progress, you know? And so your guide is, is they're your instructor in that sense. You know, they're, they're helping you get out of that comfort zone so that you can, you know, progress and you can get better. And
0: these guides or instructors or, or anyone you hire to get better at the sport, they l- live and breathe fly fishing totally and i mean they like i know for myself i can speak for myself um i mean i spend most of my time you know working on being a better fisherman so that i can be a better guide exactly to other people you know and trying to progress my own skills and sometimes i need a reality check totally. you know where it's like hey i you know i i'm doing something I've never done before. I can go out and try, but I have no idea how to catch these fish right. or whatever. And I've hired guides, you know, Me and too. learned a lot. Yep. you are like, I had no idea, you know? And yep. it's like, Hey, do this to your cast or whatever. And it's like, whoosh, you know, all of a sudden you're shooting 60, 70 feet of line that you had no idea you could do. Yep. And you're, you like, man, that changed a lot, you oh, know, yeah. or you just pick up little things. Um, and it, it is. It's a progression. It's a journey, it's a and it's journey. a path. And you have to you have to want to do it, and that's a that's a hard part. To, I, I believe I've talked about it on the podcast, but it's it's a hard part as as a guide to see clients who don't want to be there necessarily. Right. You know, maybe they're pushed into it by a family member, and they're nervous, and they're again intimidated. They're like, I don't know. You know, like these guys do it for a living. Like, uh, I'm not sure, and they have a bad time. Right, You know, and you try and make it the best and like, you know, a good guide will calm you down and realize that you're intimidated and realize that you're struggling and, you, you know, and, and try to make it a fun day, you totally. know, and be like, Hey, why do you want to be here today? Do <laughs> yeah. you want to be do here you today? No. Okay. Well, okay. Well, just enjoy cool. The boat, yeah. Right? Let's just float down the river then. Yeah. You know, I'll you fish a little fish. bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might stop once or twice yeah, and exactly. fish a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I did a trip like that. It was Probably one of the most wild trips I've ever done. Let's hear it. Um, it was, man, I, I like, it gives me, it cringes me to think about it, but it was, um, it was a son, um, um, his mom, and um, and the mom and son-in-law were on a boat and I had the son alone. Okay. I was like, great. You know, I got a single, you know, yeah, this is per- this is an easy day, light boat, Love you know, it. this is going to be fun. Um, And turns out this guy didn't want to be there at all. Like not one minute of it did he want to be there. He didn't give a shit about being there. Yeah. Um, And the best way I can describe this guy was like Chris Farley. <laughs> out nice. of control. I Whoa. mean, would just like break out into yelling at somebody or whatever and you know he the way I took it as a guide you know sometimes I, I think I've I've talked about or done a blog about it or something but you know sometimes like your guide is kind of like your confidant at times where you can tell like ah, oh, this guy's not gonna tell anybody you yeah. know like yeah but and and you read people and you can not necessarily judge people but you can just read who somebody is based on the situation totally and this guy this the son was kind of like the screw up in the family. Let's yeah. put it that way. Just you know, a black sheep. Yeah, exactly. He didn't fit in. You know, he wanted to go party. He wanted to go to raves and, you know, big concerts. And, you know, like, so he shows up and just hops on the boat, doesn't let me go through anything. Like, and he's like, let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's get away from my mom and so we can smoke some <laughs> weed. And I'm like, okay. You know, he's like, did you bring any beer? I'm like, no, I, that's up to you, man. Like, I, I can't provide that stuff. Yeah. You know, and I mean, Definitely half cocked from the night before. (laughs) You know, he's like, they woke me up at six a.m. to get here on time. I went to bed at four a.m. You know, all this stuff. You're like, oh geez. Um and he was literally he was Chris Farley. Like I mean, I I don't even I can't even do an impression because he would just break into these rants (laughs) that just reminded me exactly of Chris Farley, like on Saturday Night Live or whatever. You're like, what is this guy doing? That's awesome. And The dude maybe threw three casts, tangled him up, you know, I'd untangle him, and he didn't want to do it really. And like, finally hooked a fish, and like, there's boats going by, and he's yelling at everyone, Oh, I got one. Did you get any? Oh, yeah, you know, screw you. And I'm like, Hey, man, chill out. Calm down. And I mean, hitting his weed pin the whole time. And like, and, you know, I'd anchor up because he didn't want to fish. He was like, Let's put on some music, you know, and he'd just listen to music and hang out and kind of yell at people as they went by. Yeah. um, so I'd stop and fish a little bit and catch a fish and like hand him the rod. He's like, I don't want that. You yeah. know, and like, I, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll reel cool. it in. Yeah. Um, it. And towards the end of the trip, he's like, are we done yet? Like, can we get out of here? And I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go. Like you should have said that sooner. Let's right. let's get out of here yep. and loading up the boat and everything. And he's like, man, I'm hungry. You know, like I need snacks. I've been hitting this weed pin all day, <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, all right, dude. And like. I'm like, hey, man, there's some snacks in the truck. You know, here you go. And I, I think I had, like, those little snack packs of, like, of Cheetos and Lay's. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, like, those little fun packs or whatever. Yeah. And I got in there after loading up my boat and derigging and everything. Dude ate about eight of those little Whoa. mini packs. He had and the he, munchies. He looked like a child. He had Cheeto dust <laughs> all over his face, all over his fingers, you know. Nice. And he's just, like, almost asleep in the truck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is unreal what just unfolded today that is epic unreal what unfolded god and i mean it was an easy day you know oh, honestly yeah. like i didn't have yeah. to do much you yeah. know like i got to fish a little bit and caught some fish but i
1: i just couldn't like he just didn't want to be there at all No. yeah i mean you see all kinds i've had a trip like that too i had, it was years ago and i had it was a husband and wife and they've come back um but yeah they I mean, I thought they were totally into it in the morning. They and I went through the whole spiel, and you know, they were beginners and stuff. And they each caught one fish, you know, in the first little bit or whatever. And they were like, "We're good." And I was like, "Well, we're we're just getting started." Yeah. And they're like, "No, no, we're we're good. We we just like to boat. Like they they'd been on a bunch of rafting trips. Oh, and stuff. so they just wanted to float the river. Yeah, they just yeah. wanted to float, and like they just wanted to kind of get their feet wet on fly fishing. You know." Yeah. I was like, just give it a go. Okay, so I mean, if you got that disposable
0: income, yeah, yeah. Why yeah.
1: Not? But you know, they wanted a full float. Yeah. Still, they wanted to enjoy the day on the river, so I couldn't just like forward row. So I was still just like back rowing. They're just you know getting a suntan and hanging out. I pulled over all over on the gunny. They got on swam. I was like, this is wild, man. But you're like, this is easy. It was like, super I was easy. Float the river oh, they way. were awesome. Yeah. Um, But it was just funny, man. I was like, well, if you wanted to pay that kind of money just for a float trip, it's all good. I mean, it's a private float trip. It's a fun day. Yeah. Super funny, though. It just goes to show you that everybody, everybody has their own goals and what they want of the day. And I think that, you know, just taking it back a little bit, like, that is an important thing to talk about, too. Like, you know, we're talking about this guide journey. You know, and, and and a certain people do want, they have goals, you know. They want to get better at dry fly fishing. They want to learn how to streamer fish or whatever it is. Um, but whatever your case may be, maybe you're an absolute beginner or maybe you just want to float the river and you don't even care about fishing that much. Just communicate that to your guide, Yeah. you know, and there's no shame in that. No. Just tell them what you want out of the day, Yeah. and that way we can... And I mean, you you, get that
0: you can go from like, all right, this is casual day efficient to like, all right, game on, you know, this is what this person wants. You know, they're super serious about it. Like, all right, let's get into it. All right. I'm going to be a little bit of a hard ass at times if this is what you're looking for. So it makes it fun for us. Yeah, exactly. You know, we get to put our, our full heart into it and, you know, be like. All right, we're fishing dry. Is this what you want to do? All yep. right, let's get better let's at this. Okay, you can't do that. We're going to do this. Yeah. You know, like yeah. every time you catch a fish, this is what we got to do. You know, we got to make sure that dry is dry, you Yeah. Know, or whatever. Yeah. And, and build those good habits. Exactly.
1: You know? And then what's epic too is if it ends up being a repeat client and you get to fish with them, you know, two, you know, two, three days, four days in a row, or maybe they just come once a year, whatever the case may be to see that progression, and see them get better. Oh yeah. Over time. That's awesome. Like Dude, that's that, that, that is makes, some of, that makes it so worth it for us.
0: The coolest stuff to see. Oh yeah. When you get to sit there and have a client show up. i oh, sorry. I'm messing with stuff. Um, oh, you're good. Have a client show up. What is going on here? All right. I got to quit this
1: um we got some tech stuff going on
0: yeah sorry i'm playing around and it's not doing what i want it to do (laughs) um oh i get it all right sorry guys uh
1: you know us lowly (laughs) fishing guides we're not the most tech savvy people in the world not at all
0: all right get back to my train of thought here sorry um when you have a client show up that you fished with for years and you've gotten to see that progression over the years and then it turns into more of you know, that friendship style of fishing where you're like, yep. yeah, you correct them here and there yep. or be like, Hey, I noticed this. Do you like, do you want to work on this or not? And right. then you can give each other crap and be like, Oh, you missed that one. Totally. Right. You know, like that's you awesome. wanted to let that one play with its food a little bit or what, you Yeah, know, like exactly. you set the hook. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is, that's what makes guiding fun So fun. And, and fun to hire a guide, you oh, know, yeah. because most of us are pretty, pretty low key, you yeah. know, and we, we hang out and, you know, we just want to see you have a good time.
1: Totally. We're, we're there for you. Yeah. Like whatever you want out of the day, we're there for you. Whatever you want out of your journey, we're there for you. Exactly. So it's so fun, especially like, you know, when, when you take somebody from zero to hero, that's cool. Yeah. Like, if you had somebody who's like caught their first trout with you, uh, which I've got a few of those clients, zero and then, like, to hero. they come again and again. That's cool. You know, and then they're like sending you pictures of other trips they take. They're like, "I caught a tarpon." I, yeah. you know, I went to this place. You're like, that is awesome. Yeah, you I know? did that. Yeah, I, I did you. that. I taught you how to cast right? a little bit. So you cool. Know? Yeah.
0: Well, and I think about it too. You know, like just I guess from a selfish perspective is like, I want to teach someone the right way, or in my mind, the right way to yeah. do things. And someone else might have a different different totally. way of doing it, but. You know, as, I, I would say as far as like a cast goes and as far as a drift goes, I want to teach someone the right way to do it.
1: Yeah, for your um, fishery.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want them to go fish with someone else and be like, oh, yeah, I had this guy, Cameron Rhodes. He taught me this. And you're like, that's all wrong. Yeah. He's a shitty guy. Oh, you yeah. know, like, and we've had that. We've, I've had a lot of those people totally. who are like, I don't know who taught you that, but you shouldn't do that anymore. Totally. Like, I don't know if they're having an off day, what was going on. Yeah. But don't do that again. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I mean, just full circle here, you know, getting, getting into that sport is a tough thing and it's an intimidate, intimidating thing to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not an easy thing. And once you start looking at all the gear and all the flies and everything, um, it, it can be challenging and tough. Yeah. And so I urge people, you know, to ease into it, yep. you know, and, and learn as much as you can. Um, but I also urge people, you know, at least once hire a guide, you yeah. know, because it can be a game changer. Yeah. I've had I've had a lot of clients that are new clients, you know, just getting into it. You guide them one day. And then, like you said, they're sending you pictures of stuff. And they're like, yeah. oh, my God, like because of this, like now I'm catching more fish. Yeah. They're like, hell Yeah. Oh awesome. yeah, you are so cool. you know like when you get a book again. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, teach like, yeah. let's teach you some more. let's teach you some more stuff. Seeing you again this year. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You come back. Yeah. Like yeah, um, and I I, I urge it, man. I really do. I've done it. You've done it. Hired guides. You know, we've yeah. all a lot of us guides have hired guides.
1: Oh yeah. You know. Oh, it's a great way to it's a great way to learn and it's a great way. I mean, a guide is, you know even if you're an experienced angler right like and you're you're very familiar with trout fishing you know and you go to a different river or whatever you're very familiar with tarpon fishing or whatever the case may be even if you I'll think you. go for it <laughs> even that. if you know you feel confident in your skills you may not know that fishery you may not know you know all the intricacies of that special place you know and like when it comes down to it like these places are very special very special resources um it's it's something that it's an idea that I'm really gleaning from Andy Mill like we we're talking about from Millhouse you know um he did Andy Millhouse Andy Millhouse <laughs> yeah he Andy took, Mill uh, Andy Mill I always get a picture of Millhouse from Simpsons Same. in my head when Same. I say that but um I love that they named it that cuz Simpsons That's is great. great but uh but, you know, like Mill said, and he did a little video during COVID, you know, um, trying to help out guides and stuff. But, I saw that. Yeah. You know, he talks about how, you know, guides really give you this special window into these natural resources that you would not get to experience otherwise. You For know? sure. And
0: at, at first, I don't mean to interrupt you, no, but you're good. at first, I was a little pissed off. Yeah. Because the way I thought about it, I was like, how lucky are we? that we get to fish and teach people to fish and be on a river and right. get paid to do it. This is a luxury, you yeah. know, and I, I don't, I don't condone us asking people for money. Right. That's the first thing that came to my head. No,
1: I get it. Cause it kind of came off as pandering a little it bit. It did. Yeah. No, but I totally understand then
0: after like, you know, understanding a little bit like, Hey, we like, we're people that help. Yeah. and we get people outside. Yep. And that's that's a big thing. It's huge. So sorry to interrupt you. I, no, want you to it's, keep, I mean keep going a little bit.
1: I I see your point there. Um yeah, I, I, that, you know, really I just I guess like, you know, to the point of an experienced angler hiring a guide, like if, even if you feel like you have mastered that species or whatever, that technique, um that guide's still going to have something for you. You're always going to take away something from a day, yeah. you know. And if you don't... Or you
0: <laughs> had a shitty attitude. Yeah, exactly. You, know? You, you, know?
1: you didn't, And we get a lot of those. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's you get all kinds of people. You do.
0: I have this on my blog for sure, and it's kind of a joke, but it's halfway serious. You know, the different types of clients. Oh, I haven't read that. Um, it's, it, it,
1: I got to check that I, out.
0: I explained it when I wrote it. You know, like, hey, this is after some beers, a late night of talking about different types of clients. Okay. And Ryan and I have mentioned it on the podcast before, but... It's honestly, it's pretty spot on. I gotta check that. You know, out. it's it's pretty entertaining. You know, you you definitely see all walks of life. You do, and you don't know if you're gonna get the millionaire that just wants to be out there with his buddies. You know, you don't know if you're gonna get the never ever. You don't like you have you literally have no idea what's gonna show up that yeah, day. Yeah, it's what makes it and, an exciting job. You know, and I I guess I guess a big part of booking a guide, you know, let's say you are going to go out and book guide and you decided, yeah. Hey, I'm going to book a guide. I, I think you mentioned it before. Just be completely honest. Yeah. You know, like tell your guide exactly your skill set. totally what you're looking for, you know, out of the trip. If, if you have never fly fished before, tell your guide that totally, you know, like, cause you don't want your guide sitting there going, Oh man, I got these anglers. They say they're great. You know, they fished a ton, and then they're like, "Oh no, we've only conventional fish. Like yeah. we've only spin fish before or bait casted for bass, you know." And you're like, "Okay, this is going to be a hard day."
1: Oh, your guide's going to know. Yeah. That's the We're going to know immediately. Yeah. I like, mean,
0: if you you can barely lie to us. Yeah.
1: I mean, we do it every day. Um well, you do. I used to, but you know, it, it's like it's like a financial advisor or or a fitness coach or whatever. Like if you Tell a financial advisor, like, yeah, I'm, you know, looking to make my first, you know, $10 million or something. I mean, they're just going to look at your portfolio and know right away, yeah. you know. But you can't bullshit a professional. There, there you know? needs
0: to be a portfolio. Yeah, you know? exactly.
1: Like, you, you know, there's no bullshit in a professional, really. I mean, so... Um can't bullshit a bullshitter, man, and guides are good bullshitters. We That's definitely what it comes are. down to. Yeah. So just just be frank with us and we're gonna try and help make it what you want out of it. And for the most part, you know,
0: like I kind of developed a system for my company is like a, a vetting system. You know, where it's kinda like a questionnaire. That's you smart. know, like for newer clients, you know, like I mean Coming from the podcast, I, I've had a lot of clients that come from the podcast and are like, hey, listen to your podcast. You know, like I fish a ton. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't need to do too much. You know, like still, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, but for newer people I've never heard from before, you know, they call me out of the blue or email me out of the blue. It's like, all right, let's talk about what, what's your experience level. What are you looking to learn? What are you trying to do? Because that gives me a better idea when we get to the water Yeah. of how I'm going to start the day.
1: Or even before you get to the water. Before I get to the That's water. That's your whole plan. Yeah.
0: Like, all right, this is this is how the day is going. Yeah. If this person has never fly fished before and they're booking full day trips, you should be a little cautious, you know, as a as guide, I think that way. I'm like, sure. oh, this is, and you call them on the phone. You're like, hey, you know, like, I've, you've never fly fished before. I, you're booking a full day. You know, I want you to understand that's a lot of time on the water, you know, and a lot of people can't do that. They don't have the stamina to do that. Like, I don't want to be on the water for eight
1: hours. Yeah. They're just not used to it.
0: I don't want to fish for eight hours, but you know, like it's tough (laughs) for me to do. We're like hour five. You're like, oh my God, are we done yet? You know, it's a long day of instruction. Yeah. Well, even just fishing, you know, if I'm in the front of the boat and, or switching back and forth with a buddy or whatever, and like. It's got to be that perfect day where yeah. you're like, okay, I can go 8 hours. Totally. But at the end of the day, you're gassed. Yeah. You're like, all right, I'm done. No, I like, agree. Both of you. The fisherman, the guide, every or just your buddy, whatever. You're like, man, that was a long day.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is book a half day.
0: Yeah. I'm saying I'm, <laughs> I'm saying if I'm sa- I I am, honestly, like yeah. it's it's more worth your while. You know, like, we can we can go through the full day, you know, and as you probably know, at certain points of the year, that full day is not worth it.
1: Yeah. I you mean, know, you're totally going to have a two- conditions.
0: or three-hour lull in the middle of the day where you're like, this is going to suck. Yeah. You know, we're not going to catch any fish for a while. Yeah, And we're just going to be beating it to death. Yep. And, you know, clients are worn out. You're worn out. You're sitting in the sun for six hours and, like, you know, and then it might pick up a little bit and you catch a couple more fish. You know, it just, it, again, conditions, everything applies, but totally. it, it. I would suggest, let's say new people are listening to this podcast or never, never ever is what we call them. Sure. Never fish before ever. Let's put the whole spectrum out there. Never ever are out there listening to this. I would suggest, again, depending on what your guide say, says, but I would suggest looking into a half day. Instead yeah. of that full day, I think that's you know, fair. It's not that much money for the full day, and I think that's why people book the full day. Right. And for usually, for a little bit more, you get more yeah. time. And usually, that that ex- little extra money goes towards lunch and our shuttle. Right. And that's about it. You know, right. like we're spending a lot more time beating the water to death, you know, and like everyone's getting lazy, everyone's getting tired, where that half day is just like perfect. Yeah, You're it's like, nice. Done. Yeah. You know, like. Had a good day. We ended on a good note. Yeah, you know, and and we're done. Yeah, you know. If and I, I book a lot of like multi-day half days. Yeah, that's we're like, hey, if you want to book a full day, I suggest this. You right. know, let's book two half days. Right, and I'll give you this much discount or whatever for sure. you know for that to match the full day. But
1: you're trying to make it the best experience you can. For exactly. That. Yeah. Or
0: you know, I do extended half days as well. We're like, Hey, we'll do a half day with lunch, you know, and then we can go from there because it depends. Sometimes you put on the water at 10 o'clock and people are like, well, you know, like I want to be on the water at eight and you're like, well, you know, we're going to do 10 to two or 10 to four or whatever. And you do a little extension, but yeah, you still usually get that lull you know, like it just happens everywhere you go. Well,
1: it does. And I, I mean, I think like what you're saying too, is like, you know the same way a client should. You know, be honest about what they want on the day and their expectations. The guide should do the same thing. Yeah. You know, like we need to set. That's our duty as a guide is to set realistic expectations and communicate honestly back to the client. Yep. On what's achievable. Yeah. You know, like that's our duty. And so if you're a first timer who's never been out and you're thinking about hiring a guide, you know, and you're contacting different guides to kind of shop around, that's one thing I think you should look for as a consumer is like that guide should be contacting you prior to the trip and yes, asking you some questions. Exactly. They should ask you what your goals are. You know, they should tell you, they should respond honestly about what's realistically possible. And
0: that, that that's a tough part too. working for, you know, bigger businesses that have a lot of guides is usually, you know, we might not get that trip till that night Yep, or the night before, Yep. you know, we might just get a call or a text or a voicemail saying, Hey, you're working tomorrow. Here's the phone number. That's a great point. And so we don't have that time to get a hold of you and really like discuss like, Hey, water conditions aren't really what we're looking for or this or that. And so what, what I, at least what I try and do, you know, especially for previous clients to say, Hey, look like we can, let's book these days. I'll be in touch with you leading up to those days. This is what water is looking like. This is what bugs are looking like. This is what you can look forward to. Um, you know, and say, hey, yeah, full day is a good idea or yeah. half day is a good idea on this day. And yeah. I, I get a lot of those, you know, no, where yeah. you're just like, and it's, it's a lot easier for me that way to do that. You know, it's just be in constant contact with those people and say, this is what is going on.
1: No, I think it's that's a great pointer for people who are wanting to hire a guide. No matter what your experience is, it's going to help you and the guide and it's going to make your experience better the earlier you book. And a hundred percent, I'm not saying this so we can like take nope. a deposit early or anything like that. Honest to God, because I deal with this. I, I manage a larger outfitter. I was going to so say, you know, it, firsthand. It's a huge part of my job to try and pair the Preach. right guide with the right client. You know, if somebody calls and books their trip in advance and they tell me what their goals are for the day and they give me an idea of their experience level and all this type of thing, if I have enough time, I can just go ahead and set them up with the right guide right away. Yeah. Cause those guides are available and they booked early. You know, if you book same day or day before, it's like, it's going to be tough. It's you're going to get the guide who's available, you know? And, and so it's, it's just, you know, Hey, I still want it to be a great experience. So I'm going to do what I can, you know, but that's, you know, I've been in the industry for a while and we've all dealt with trips that, you know, haven't been perfect for whatever variables, oh, yes. you know, and, I'd say nine times out of 10, the biggest variable in that is that people booked last minute, Yeah. you know, and they had some expectation that just couldn't be met, you know, yeah. it was unrealistic and we didn't have the time to address it or, you know, whatever the case may be. So the earlier you book and you're just honest about what you're looking up for out of the day, we can do more with that. And I mean, I'm going to keep
0: harping on it even though we have, but I mean, we're kind of beating a dead horse. We're not. We're not sitting here telling you you need to book us tomorrow. No, we're not. That's no. not that's not our goal here for tonight. No. Um, what what we're trying to convey, um, and I, I, I try to convey this to all my clients, is because because I work in two different places throughout the summer. Yep. I work on the Upper Gunnison in Gunnison, Colorado proper, you know. Um, and then I also work on what we call the Gunnison Gorge. And so I ha- I have a lot of dates that I am not in town yeah. and available. Yep. And so usually what I try and do is book my clients as soon as I possibly can before my Gunnison Gorge schedule comes out yeah. so that I can go, Hey, these are dates I'm not available. These are, I have clients up in Gunnison proper on the upper Gunnison that I want to fish with. Don't yep. book me these days. And what ends up happening if you don't book those days is you don't get to go fish. Yeah, and that's hard. Yeah, it sucks. You know, like I've had calls people night before, like, "Hey, I got your number. Like, I'm I'm trying to book, and it's like, well, I I can't, I can't help you out. I'm sorry. I wish I could. Totally. You know, like I'll get a hold of you next year. Yep. You know, I I don't know what to tell you, and. This year has been crazier already than ever for me, at least. Good. Where it's like I'm, I'm taking deposits now. Yeah. You know, for June and July. Yeah, it's good. And it's mainly because June and July are so busy. Yeah. But you contact those clients and you say, "Hey, look, this is crazy. You need to book. Well, that's or it, else you're not going to get a day. Totally.
1: And that, you know, that's that leads right back to that journey with your guide. That's one of the benefits that you get. You know, if you've got a destination you like to go and you've got a guy that you build a rapport with, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to say like, Hey, this is, you know, this is what the water's doing. This is going to be probably pretty primo dates here. I'm reaching out to you because, you know, I enjoyed fishing with you. We had a good time and you know, you're on, you're on this journey. Like we're working on your dry fly fishing and whatever. Like this is when you need to come. That is is your options. Perfect. Pat, like that is
0: excellent because we do that. Totally. I reach out to clients. I I had a guy that emailed me and said, Hey, I'm looking at coming and fishing for five days or four days. And we're going to go fish this area on our own, but we want to book you for four days. Um, and I said, all right, you know, like what dates are you planning? You know, and I can work around that, but here's what i suggest you know this guy reached out to me specifically and it was like all right i like this guy already you know like he i talked to him on the phone he seemed cool you know i was like all right this guy knows what he's doing and was like all right here are the primo dates this is when you should book yeah and you're you're booking four days so i gotta block out four days of that of that week to fish you and you know immediately he was like we can fish wherever you want we can do whatever you want if you want to walk if you want to float whatever depending on water and i was like look man according to what i'm looking at as far as snow and everything goes i was like i think you might have the best dates on the calendar right now and if you want to book them let's do it right now and i'm we're not lying no you know as far as we know you know and it's like yeah, there's tons of options out there that we can go fish other stuff and go walk or do whatever if somehow, you know, the river's high at that time or muddy at that time or whatever, but there's tons of options out there. But by doing that early, and I I mean, I've kept in close contact with this guy because he's trying to do like a backpacking trip in and I've been trying to help him out with how to get there, where to go, you know, what to fish, how to fish it. And I already built this relationship yeah. where just over the phone yep. and that was two months ago. This guy booked and it was like, dude, you nailed it. You nailed your dates. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yep. Like, I'm pretty sure you picked very good dates yeah, that's awesome. and your guide helps you out with that. Totally. Like those dates, you're getting a little sketchy with those dates. You know, that might be a little too early, right? You know, like maybe let's look at this time frame and see what you can do in that time frame because we all have logs. We all look at, the the snowpack we I mean we talk about it for the last couple episodes about snowpack and yeah. forecasts and everything because it's what we're constantly thinking about yeah. to to get those primo dates like this is when you want to come totally this is when you want to be here yep and we look out for our clients we really we do. do yep we're not in it we're, it's not for selfish reasons no I mean yeah I like sitting there and watching people catch fish totally. I mean I i get off on that you know i yep. sit there and watch and i'm like i live vicariously through you man like keep her open them in totally. let's do it yep you know and that's what we that's why we do what we do
1: yeah it's a it's a hell of a thing to do that was a rant there but no it, cheers to that it's uh <clears throat> it's a heck of a lot of fun and uh yeah you know as far as as far as from an angler's perspective you know i think we're we're as anglers you know even though we're guides we're also anglers too yeah. and we hire guides and everything like that you know from an angler's perspective we are all on a journey you know we're all on a different journey we have different goals um it's just a heck of a lot of fun and it makes it that much better to have somebody there with you yeah, to help you out to help you out tomorrow.
0: and sometimes you know you don't mesh oh. you know sometimes yeah. you don't mesh with guys like ah, i don't like that guy you know yeah. let's try a new one that's okay. and that you know that's okay yeah exactly yeah. that's okay yeah. um You know, unfortunately, you know, it might cost you a little more money to get another guide, but that's the way it goes. But as a, as somebody trying to book a guide trip, like you said, vet, you know, vet your guides out, vet your shop out, vet out who is booking those trips, you know, and like try and ask as many questions as you possibly can. Totally. Read some reviews, do
1: do a little homework, try and plan early.
0: I have no Google reviews. So get on it, don't maybe. even don't
1: even look at my
0: google reviews. So.
1: I'll have to block we'll them. Up. <laughs> you should look up uh I don't know, probably should. <laughs> if you no, think you okay. shouldn't then you shouldn't. No, you know what? Well, it's funny. Um and it and I think people get a kick out of it, but uh you should look up uh, garlic mics. Oh yeah, I've reviews. done that. Yeah, it's yeah so funny. I've done that. I mean, the, they're pretty garlic, entertaining. They are. They've got mostly great reviews. Yeah, but the I few, eat there with clients all the time. Everybody, every business is gonna have some you know, bad review yeah. here and there, and the, their bad ones are are funny, but the responses are even. Better. Yeah,
0: their responses are great. Yeah, it's gold. Yeah, it. Man, you could sit there for hours and read those, and oh. I'm like, this is awesome. It's because so we're a small great. town, you yeah. know, and it's like we know the people who own the place. Oh and yeah, the. yeah i don't need to get into it but it is it's excellent give you a laugh yeah don't look at my google reviews because i have none but yeah yeah, right if you want to give me a google review that'd be great but if you're a previous client give me a google review (laughs) it helps out it definitely helps um i don't know if we're beating a dead horse here we might be i think Um, we covered it pretty good i I think we have um what i'm gonna say at the end of this that we're not trying to plug ourselves i'm gonna plug myself a little bit you should um, I would say, and probably you could probably chime in on this a little bit too. Um, spring fishing is some great fishing. Yeah. Um, April can be a great month. And again, because it can get really warm in April and start a runoff and then it can get really cold and in that runoff really quick. And so we might have intermittent runoffs throughout April. Yep. Um, but there have been some great days in April to go fish. I agree. And if you hit that window correctly, which again, let's go full circle. If you're in contact with your guide, your guide is usually out there checking conditions out there fishing and going, yes, come now. This is the time, especially if you're in the front range, you know, this is, uh, or not far from Colorado, you know, like it could be a great trip, day trip or two day trip where it he goes, Hey, look, here's what weather's looking like. It's going to stay cold at night. Water is going to stay exactly where it's supposed to be. Totally. Um, it's going to get warm in the day, you know, and we're going to have great BWO hatches and midge hatches and we can get some great fishing in for two days and then it's going to get warm at night and then it's going to blow out for a day and then it's going to get cold again, you know? And so I, I'm going to say, you know, like don't overthink it too much, but Spring is a great time to fish in Colorado. It, it really is. is. Yeah. Um, and not only do I, you know, work up here on the upper Gunnison where there's some good days up here fishing, um, also can book trips on the lower Gunnison below um, the Gunnison Gorge. And again, it's a completely different climate down there. Yeah, it is. could be a 40 or 60 degree difference in weather, yeah. just depending. Um, and so I can book those trips. Um, like I said, I'm plugging myself now, but, um, it, if you want to get out there, honestly, in the spring, again, you could probably attest where nobody's out there for the most part. Yeah. No boats on the water. Nobody walkway, in for the most part, you know, and catch some good hatches and get some good fishing in for a good half day on the upper. Um, there's, there's a lot of good fishing to be had. Yes. Um, and you know, there's only certain places that you're going to find what you're looking for, you yep. know, and I know what I'm looking for is dry fly fishing. Yeah. Um, so hire a guide. you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as summer goes, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Um, not a whole lot of dates open, but there are some, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to either three rivers resort or me, the guy to trip, you know, and, and find some dates. Um, you know people are booking up but there's tons of openings and yep. support everybody you know like Pat being here from Willowfly you know supporting me and you know likewise likewise yeah. it's like we're all we're all in it together um and so support so support whoever you can or whoever you feel comfortable with honestly like and again vet them totally. um and yeah come out and fish and yeah definitely I don't know, I don't know where else to go from there.
1: Nah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a good season. So thanks for having me on the show again. Always, it's
0: man. Always a good time. We're going to try to keep doing these. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you know, summer's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, it will, but, but we can squeak out We'll some. We'll squeak out one or two here yeah. and there. If we got to go sit down at a bar and do it, then we'll do it. Let's go. Um, but. Yeah, hopefully there's some some good things in the future coming up and trying to work on and, and get things going. But appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate Pat for coming out here and um yeah, it's been fun having a couple beers and talking shit on the podcast. So, thanks, brother. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys.